At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. to the Glenn Beck program. We've got a lot on our plate today. I'm going to explain the DeSantis and uh, Trump uh, campaigns and this election cycle uh, to, uh, well, believe it or not, Braveheart and Camelot. And you'll understand, uh, I think, the political realm a, a little uh, a little clearer in the next few minutes. So stand by. We have that for you. Also, Carol Roth joins us. She's going to talk about a new proposed rule on lending for banks. Uh, Also, what's happening in China, the economy. Also, uh, there we have some really good news on ESG. I mean, probably the best news. If you thought you weren't winning on ESG and they were just going to rename, that is absolutely true. Except something has happened that we are excited to tell you about. That shows we're putting them into checkmate. And it's all because of you. Coming up in just a second. Stand by. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor Sleep. Does it ever feel like you have the best sleep of your life? And sometimes it occurs in about five minutes before your alarm goes off in the morning. You catch yourself, you know, throughout the day desperately wishing you could just find a broom closet where you could sleep. Then if that is you, you are in desperate need to give Relief Factor Sleep a try. I don't always have uh, difficult sleeping, but when I do, I take Relief Factor Sleep. And one of the reasons why is we were over in uh, London and we were on vacation and I could not, I couldn't get my body clock in, so I took some Ambien. Oh my gosh, that stuff is dangerous. In fact, last night we were just watching... uh, dad uh, doing like a little puppet show that dad didn't remember he was doing for the kids because I was on Ambien and uh, take it while you're in bed and then the next day you wake up I think feeling groggy and nasty unlike the great sleep you will get from relief factor sleep it is all 100% drug free it's natural ingredients it just helps your body relax uh, it takes to stress out. It improves your mood. Find out about it. You, uh, I know from experience it works. I think you're going to like the way it works for you. Get a good night's sleep. 1995. Unleash the power of great sleep. 
Call 800 the number 4 relief. That's 800 the number 4 relief or go to relieffactor.com. Dream big and sleep tight. All righty. Uh, we have Carol Roth uh, on with us. Hello, Carol. How are you? I can't hear Carol. You. Yeah, there you, you are. Oh, great. Uh, I was saying what a better way to start the week than with you and your fabulous community. So off yeah. to a fantastic start. So let me give some good news to this fantastic audience. Big news from Florida. The uh, the law that we spoke about uh, the last time that um, Justin Haskins was in town in Dallas, we were talking to a Florida representative. Uh, it is working. More than 100 Florida banks, including some huge nationally chartered banks, have just signed an agreement with the state that they will not discriminate on the basis of customers' political views. This is one of the main reasons why we wanted this in the first place. You can see the uh, legislation. I'm going to tweet it out uh, here in just a minute or so. The legislation behind this is the same that we've been promoting since the Great Reset book was uh, released in January of 2022. Same uh, legislation that lawmakers learned about when they came to the summit that we hosted at Mercury One in Dallas and uh, it's the same one that I talked about when I was on the um, on the stage at the Pro Family Legislative Conference in November of 2023. This is a massive, massive win. Donald Trump has also formally committed on the campaign trail to stopping banks from discriminating on the basis of politics. The whole point of the bill that we were pushing in front uh, in uh, in Florida, if other states pass bills like the one in Florida, we will win and destroy ESG. We're getting an update. Hopefully, I'll have one by the end of the show on how many other states are taking this up. But Florida, again, is leading the way. Donald Trump says he is is uh, right with this. We need your state to follow Florida's lead. The banks are jumping off, and they are actually signing uh, uh, promises that they will not uh consider your politics when looking at loans or anything else. That is huge, Carol. Huge. That is, that is huge. And I want to point out, Glenn, this is the second grassroots win that we've heard about within the last seven days. And I am so proud of you and everyone in your audience who has been saying, I'm not sure that I can make a difference, but you know, I'm going to try. I'm going to write a letter. I'm going to send some, some comments in, whether it's to my state legislator uh, or representative or to my governor or whoever it is. We're seeing that when enough people stand up, they can make a difference. And that should inspire and fire everybody else yeah. up to continue this because it is working. And so the, I'm thrilled, by the way, that I get to say some participate in some good news on your program. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, that's going to end soon. Your mood won't improve much. But, uh, but, but I do want to point out what you just said. Talk about what happened last week that was another massive win and it started with this audience it 100 percent started with this audience and it started with you and marlo oaks the treasurer yes. out of utah who Huge. brought to our 
brought to our attention these natural asset companies and the fact that the New York Stock Exchange had gone to the SEC and said, we want to list them. We want to list these companies who can control and manage natural resources. And we said, no, this isn't going to happen. And so you brought this to everyone's attention. We came up with a template. People from this audience, hundreds of people from this audience came, emailed me personally for that template, sent it in. And there was so much pressure that the SEC didn't even get to rule. The New York Stock Exchange withdrew the rule because of the pressure from patriots, from this audience. It was an absolutely huge victory. So now we've got this, we've got the the ESG, we've got the non-discrimination, we have momentum. So certainly lots more work to be done, but everybody should take that moment to take a victory lap. doesn't mean you have a party for the rest of the year, but for a quick moment to say, I made a difference if I participated. Big and difference. if you didn't do it the last time around, next time do it the around, next time. do it the next time. Because yep. the more people who do it, the more of a chance we have to make that difference. So uh, we're going to get into why this is so critical that you understand the power that you have uh, and really know it. Um, it's critical. Uh, make sure you're listening next hour because I'm going to show you massive moves now being made. Uh, on uh, silencing voices like ours to alert people like you. So you may have to be the replacement vote uh, voice to encourage others. Um, it is the digital ghettos are being made right now, and they're going to start putting people behind those walls uh, soon. Okay, so Carol, um, let me explain the discount window and see if I have it right. Discount window at the Fed. Think of a bunch of windows at a bank where you walk up to windows. The discount window was where banks, uh, they, if they walked into the Fed, which is the bank of banks, okay? So all those windows, there's bankers at the windows, no people like you. And the discount window was the kind of shameful window at the end that everybody could see. And you could walk up to the discount window if your bank was in trouble and say, I need to borrow some more money. Uh, I, I need it here because uh, we're getting a little dicey on our books. And all the bankers could look over to see who is in line at that discount window. And then they'd say, Bank of George is in trouble. Did you see that? George was just up there. The Bank of George is in real trouble. And so it was shameful and nobody wanted to go up to that discount window. After 2008, they took all that shame away, and now you can walk up and go, yeah, man, right? Are we all in trouble? You bet. Can you give me some more money? Do I have that right? A pretty similar, and it's an unfortunate name because the discount window does sound like a place at Nordstrom where you'd maybe get a discount on some good, good, right. good, good goods, right? But you know, you said it is sort of um, has a stigma attached to it because Correct. within the banking system, within the plumbing, as you noted, banks lend to each other on a regular basis. And if you're in good shape, um, you may go if you have a liquidity need overnight or for a short term, you may go to another bank and you may get a loan. And that's actually what the Fed funds rate sets that target Correct. rate of lending at that we hear. We hear, oh, you know, we're going to go up 50 basis points, we're going to go down. That's that interbank lending rate. 
The discount window, as you mentioned, is at the Fed. Funny enough, it's not even at a discount. It's actually at a premium to the right. Fed funds rate because banks who you know can't get the money elsewhere have to go to the Fed. We've heard the name uh, or the phrase, the Fed is the lender of last resort. And that's if you're in line at that discount window, it's because you've got nowhere else to go Correct. in order to get that money for your liquidity. So while that information isn't reported, um, uh, usually on a case-by-case -case basis for about two years, you don't know specifically, there's enough detail that participants in the market can infer who's right. going to those windows. And then also, it's a very important market signal because in the aggregate, if we're seeing a lot of loans being taken down via the discount window, which is reported on a regular basis, we can infer that there's trouble in the banking system. Correct. So like we did last March when there was the banking crisis, you saw this huge spike in discount window usage. So I think that that kind of pieces the, the, this all together. Okay, so now what has the Fed done? So there is a new rule that is being worked on. This had been rumored to be happening for a long time, and now it's finally come out. And it's between the Fed, the Treasury, and the, I believe it's the FDIC, and they are planning to say, well, because there's so much, uh, well, actually, they're not saying because, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. So they're basically saying they're going to introduce a new rule that if you are a bank over a certain size, I think the $100 billion is the, the assumed uh, cutoff point, that we're going to force you to use the Fed discount window every year on uh, whether you need a loan, whether you don't need a loan, whether you could borrow from another bank, doesn't matter. We're going to make sure that you do it. And the Why? reason they think we're so stupid, they say, well, the reason we had this crisis in March wasn't because we had all of these underwater, uh, you know, securities on, on banks balance sheets. No, 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 that wasn't the issue. It was because they couldn't figure out how to use the discount window. So this will be like a dress oh rehearsal gosh. or a fire drill. So if you do it on a regular basis, now you know and we can avoid the other crisis, which is absolutely insane. And if you believe that, I have a bridge to sell you. That is like, that is like uh, cops saying, uh, yeah, well, uh, we, we've got to fire our guns, you know, uh, at <laughs> people once in a while because otherwise... If something happens, we won't know how to fire guns at people. I mean, that's crazy. Of course they know how to use it. That's their job to learn how to use it. It seems right, to me they're forcing these banks to do it so we don't know who's in trouble anymore. Bingo. So there is this great newsletter called FX Hedge, and they brought this uh, out into the open and sort of surmised the different reasons why this was happening. Uh, and I'll add my own flavor in here, too. But like you said, the obvious reason is that they're trying to obfuscate the information and the signals. They're trying to hide what is going on in the banking system. So that that's the, the clear reason, the only reason why you would force everybody to do it. Because, of course, if you're part of the Fed system, you're going to know how to use the discount window, right? They're big, big, huge banks, and they can't figure out how to use the discount right. window. I mean, it's absolutely insane. But it also kind of, if you start going down the line, it means that they must think that there's some reason for them having to hide this information which is the various issues and weakness that we have known for a while remains in the uh, the banking system. 
On top of that, uh, this FX Hedge newsletter also talked about the idea of consolidation, something that you and I have Mm. spoken about a lot within the banking system and centralization, that if the banks are no longer lending it to each other and they're now relying on the Fed, this is shifting the banking system away from, you know, more of a quasi free market to a more Fed controlled system, which we know is something that we have been concerned about with CBDC. And then, you know, a fourth reason could be these liquidity issues that we're seeing in the Treasury market and the need for the Fed to find ways to increase its balance sheet without calling it QE. So lots of possible different reasons, but certainly that first hallmark reason that they're trying to hide information and issues within the banking system um, is, is just it's a not only a head scratcher, but it's a red neon sign. Okay, um, hang on, Carol. I got to take a quick break. Um, the the commercial I'm paying for because it's my company, so I'm just going to give it a real quick hit because what we're talking about here with what's coming in the economy is too important to uh, spend too much time. So let me just tell you, uh, if you are looking to buy or sell a house, the information she has and she's giving you is really, really important. But you need somebody who knows and understands what's happening in the market, can see what's happening. You need somebody, honestly, who is as well-informed as you are and then an expert in real estate. So if you're looking to buy or sell your house, realestateagentsitrust.com, we'll find the right real estate agent in your area. If we don't have one in your area, we're not going to recommend anybody. We just want the very best of the best. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there first when you're looking for a a representative or real estate agent for you. realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID, Max Carroll. Okay, so Carol, there's there's also something going on that I don't understand, and that is we are now, I guess, the U.S. has proposed that we just take three hundred billion dollars of Russian assets, unfreeze them, and I guess what, divvy them up to us? What what is this? All right. So this is a proposal that is uh, expected to be put forward um, at the end of February. And it's something we need to keep our eyes on, because in the context of the discussions we've been having about de-dollarization and the U.S. being the global reserve currency, it's very important. Uh, There are people like Larry Summers, who, as you may remember, was a former Treasury Secretary under Clinton. He was also Obama's um, director of the NEC. And so he's been working with with some other economist folks in the G7, and they are exploring ways as a group to figure out how they can legally uh, take all of the assets, or at least $300 billion of the assets that they froze uh, back when Russia invaded Ukraine. You remember they did this, they weaponized the dollar, and it created all sorts of issues, and they had frozen those reserves so Russia couldn't access them. Well, now they're trying to justify legally that they have the ability to seize those fully. So not just freeze them. We went from freeze Make to seize. Ours. Take them. Wow. And what they want to do is they want to give them to to Ukraine. They're going to compensate Ukraine in some oh way, gosh. shape, or form. I oh know it, totally, it totally doesn't sound like money laundering at all, Glenn. I'm not suggesting oh that. Um, but yeah, so they wanted to use this 300 
billion dollars that belongs to Russia, seize it, quote unquote, legally. And so they have been in this working group and it's expected that at the end of February, I think that the date's February 24th, they're going to be in this group and that they are going to make this announcement. And if you go to, to Larry Summers' Twitter, you know, he's talking about, you know, oh, I'm so excited that the G7's on board with this and this is the moral and right thing to do. This is that I, I, you know, I can't, I can't even believe the that they're they're trying to position it this way because obviously when they took the step to freeze the reserve assets, this in terms of our position as the world's reserve currency and the trust of the U.S. created all kinds of ripple effects. And now if you're somebody who buys food or energy that that's priced in dollars, you're trying to find a workaround, which is why we're, we've been seeing this de-dollarization why we've been seeing this trade going on from China uh, and other countries in other currencies and in many cases settled with gold because of this. Now they're going to just say, we're going to take them and give them to whoever it is that we want. This is an epic disaster. It is a complete dereliction of duties. And somebody in Congress needs to get the, the Fed and the government under control because we cannot do this unless Glenn, and we've talked about this before, this is an entirely intentional way to, you know, get the, the dollar to continue to, to topple and not beat the world's reserve currency. Let me ask you something um, on uh, Jamie Dimon. Last week, he was at the World Economic Forum and Correct. he came out shockingly, you know, very praiseworthy of Trump saying, you know, hey, we should listen. He's right about a lot of things. Um, people didn't understand what he was doing. I saw this as a way of auditioning for Donald Trump to say, make me your Treasury secretary. Does that sound right to you or plausible? I'm so glad that you said that because I had some people who went to the JP Morgan Healthcare Conference, which is their marquee conference in January, and he gave a sort of internal speech there. Somebody asked him, said, Jamie, would you ever want to be president? And he said, well, I've seen these wonderful business people go in before and run campaigns and they haven't been successful. But, mm -hmm. you know, if somebody tapped me on the shoulder, then I would have to rise to the occasion. So he is put the word out in his circle that he is interested in something much higher so i'm with you and there's something there yeah something big thank you so much i appreciate it carol roth uh the name of her book is you will own nothing she's not claiming that you'll like it you'll just own nothing a must read for everybody in this audience her name is carol roth we'll talk to her again if you have questions for carol please go to her website go to her uh her Twitter and ask her she can she can clarify a lot of things when we come back the democratic socialists are going broke Glenn Beck born from the tragedy of 9-11 the Tunnel of Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home and lifting all of their financial burden. As his loved ones mourn the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle the child he would never get to meet. 
So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on a mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. So will you donate $11 a month? Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I want to explain um, to all those who are wondering, what could Ron DeSantis have done wrong? I mean, it was the infighting. It was this. It was that. No, he didn't have a chance. He didn't have a chance. And it doesn't say anything about Ron DeSantis. Here's, the, here's, here's what I think people are missing. JFK was imaged as Camelot, okay? You were, you were swept up in a moment where this guy was King Arthur, and it was Camelot, and it was beautiful, and it was perfect, okay? That's what was sweeping the nation with JFK. Just as much as that is true, as the moment, the moment the Democrats, for whatever reason, decided to persecute Donald Trump and his family by prosecuting him on absolutely everything, that's when Donald Trump, 47 as I like to call him, became Braveheart. Just as much as JFK was Camelot and King Arthur, Donald J is Braveheart. And when they... When they decided to go after him, that's when he had been riding his horse back and forth in front of everybody before. But that's when a guy who didn't have to fight draws his sword and screams, freedom! It was a battle of legends, titans now. And DeSantis was just a very good politician, very good conservative, very good governor and could be a very good president, but he wasn't Braveheart. And that's the difference uh, and why, why Ron DeSantis at the beginning was doing well. The moment they said we're coming after Donald Trump legally and began all of that, he became a legend and a, a symbol. And Ron DeSantis was not that symbol and did not have a chance after that uh, After that moment, at least in my opinion. Now, there's a couple of things you need to know. Bloomberg is reporting today outside ownership of U.S. cropland is drawing attention from Washington as concerns rises about the possible threats to food supply chains and other national security risks. Huh. America is seeing more and more of its most fertile land snapped up by China and other foreign buyers, yet problems with how the U.S. tracks such data means it's difficult to know just how much. Foreign ownership and investment in property such as farmland, pastures, and forests jumped to 40 million acres in 2021. That is up 40%. Now, that's according to U.S. Department of Agriculture data. However, they don't really know because the laws require foreigners to self-report. And uh, apparently there's some of that that's slipping through the cracks just a, just a little bit, just a little bit. Some For some reason, China's not reporting. So we have absolutely no idea 
of what is coming. Do we have the um, audio in the next story? The audio, I think it's cut 35. This is a guy on the border who uh, is answering a reporter's question. Where'd you come from? Who are you? And listen to what he says. If you are smart enough, you would know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very easy. Wow, very easy. <laughs> the, the entitlement. The entitlement. Uh, no, believe me. I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Oh. And immediately they're saying, oh, entitlement. No, no, that doesn't sound like entitlement. You're much too stupid to know who I am, he says, as he's crossing into America. Uh, Sounds, was that a British accent I heard, Stu? I'm not quite sure. Um, You're too stupid to know who I am, but soon you will know my name. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I like to hear on our borders is that kind of talk. Then you also have Sahara Dula, 24. She's a New England College criminal justice graduate who wants to specialize in crisis communication. A video has now captured Dula driving the wrong way on Park Avenue near East 71st Street in Manhattan around 4.30 Wednesday when an officer approached her to turn her around. She then floored her Lexus and hit the officer. She was later found to be high on marijuana. She told an investigators, quote, I told the cop I wanted to go straight and he wouldn't move. So I hit him. I did it on purpose. F these cops. He wouldn't move. Well, the cop has a broken leg, extensive bruising. He was in a uh, hospital. But the Manhattan uh, Assistant District Attorney, Lucy Shepard, didn't charge uh, Dula with attempted murder. Instead, she'll face charges for first-degree attempted assault, attempted aggravated assault upon a police officer, second-degree assault, second-degree reckless endangerment, and operating a vehicle while impaired with drugs and and reckless driving. However, she has kind of a history. She has a, a record of past arrest, including a criminal mischief arrest in March 2022 after destroying property. The charges were dropped. She was arrested at least twice in New Hampshire, including an arrest in, arrest in 2020 for failing to stop at an intersection in the town of Henniker and striking another vehicle. She then fled the scene. She was also arrested for simple assault in an incident in Concord Hospital. Now, uh, she may be mentally ill, okay, um, but she should not be on the streets. And we just keep turning criminals over again and again and again and again. There is one parent now that is suing a town because they allowed um, a illegal to go free. And um, he went back and I believe raped their daughter, maybe killed their daughter. Um, so uh, that's good. Uh, you know, we just keep letting these people out. So let me just let me just give you a synopsis of basically what I just I, I told you here. Um, we have cropland being bought up by foreign entities, and it is poses a possible threat to our food supply. So food shortages. We have um, the banking community covering up who's going to a discount window, which tells you who's in trouble and 
if the banking system is in trouble. They're now covering that up. You have crazy people and people who just believe that, you know, they have a right to act whatever the way they want to act because me, 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 uh, and, uh, and I'm black or I'm Hispanic or I'm anything but white. You can act wherever you want. And, uh, uh, and, and we're looking at all of these things. And then Biden says over the weekend, uh, as he was um, addressing mayors at the U.S. Conference of Mayors, uh, he told the mayors that, you know, we've spent $15 billion on infrastructure and public safety. And money of, much of that money went directly to cities to hire and help equip police officers. R- really? Really? And he said, we have to get guns off the streets. He said, when we passed the Second Amendment, you weren't allowed to have a cannon. Not, not, not entirely uh, true. Uh, but he said, uh, here's the thing. If you want to water the tree of patriots, it has to be watered with blood. But you're going to need an F-16, not an AR-15, to take on the government. First of all, um, I think, yeah, well, whatever. It seemed to work out well for those people who are now running Afghanistan. Seemed to work out well that they just had, you know, automatic weapons or semi-automatic weapons, even though you had F-16s. And surprisingly, now they seem to have much of our military over there, too. Um, But we're not just concerned about taking on the government. We are also concerned about the crazies that you have released into our streets, the lawlessness to be able to protect ourselves. I'm sorry, but anybody who is 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 questioning our judicial system and saying we got to we got to forget about bail, we got to release these people on the streets, anybody who is sending immigrants Uh, calling them immigrants when they're illegal aliens and putting 10 million people who we don't know who they are, but one that comes in with sounds like maybe a Middle Eastern accent says you're too stupid to know who I am, but soon you will know my name. I don't know. I think the average American should be allowed to protect and defend themselves and have a gun. My gosh. What, what, I mean, when John Fetterman starts to talk common sense, I think that's one of the horsemen. That might be like the third and a half horsemen of the apocalypse. John, uh, John Fetterman, he is, he is a deep progressive, okay? He's not a conservative. But uh, when he sa- stands up and says, you know, the border crisis is threatening to destroy the American dream, uh, I don't know. Um, he said, quote, I honestly don't understand why it's controversial to say we need a secure border. You know what? Neither do I, John Fetterman. Neither do I. This is another reason why Donald Trump does well. There is no question that he loves America. There's no question. You may disagree with him. You may not like the way he talks or whatever. But you cannot argue that he loves America. It's clear he does. And that's in question with a lot of people on both the left and the right. 
if you're not doing anything about the border, you're not doing anything with all of the crime that is now happening. You're not doing anything about the fentanyl that's being shoved over from China to Mexico to the gangs. You don't care about the people that are being raped on the border over and over and over again. If you don't care about terrorists coming across, if you don't care about the fact, the fact that as you print more money, you make the dollar weaker, inflation goes up, and it always ends the same in the collapse. If, if you don't care about any of that, I do question your loyalty to the United States of America. I do. If you don't care who's buying up farmland and it's China, I question if you love the country or not. But it's not just that. Next hour, I am going to show you a survey that has just been taken by the elites and the uber elites. These are the people that run the companies. They're the ones that are in uh, governments around the world. They are the ones who went to Harvard and Ivy League schools. These are the elites and the uber elites. They just had them take a survey. They couldn't be further away from you if they tried. I'll share that coming up in just a minute. All right, we are in almost the end of January now, and if you blew all your New Year's resolutions, which I know I did, uh, you can do uh, uh, come up with a new one for just a couple of minutes in the morning that can take care of all your wrinkles that you might have. Gen 90 is the new instant wrinkle treatment from GenuCell. And it instantly reduces the appearance of wrinkles anywhere you use it, around the eyes, the forehead, the crow's feet, the laugh lines, even the chin, and it starts working in seconds. Gen 90 technology is luxurious, nourishing, and silk smooth, and best of all, it starts working in just seconds. You'll know because you'll feel the tingle every single time. There's a reason why GenuCell has 400% more customer loyalty than other skincare brands. And Gen 90 is now on sale at GenuCell.com. It's included in the bestseller packages. And, you know, if you want to go overseas and try all these crazy treatments, you can do that. But you're going to spend a lot more. Try Gen 90 first. Make your fine lines and wrinkles disappear wherever they are and before you even leave the room or you'll get your money back. The beauty of GenuCell is that it really works and there's no risk because they'll give you your money back if you don't like it. You're going to love it, though. GenuCell.com slash Beck. Free shipping on all orders now at GenuCell.com slash Beck. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, I ask you to pull your car over because I don't want you to, I don't, you're going to be shocked at this next story. And especially if you had the jab, I don't want you to have heart failure or anything like that. Uh, completely unrelated to the jab. So I don't even know why I said that. But the Democratic Socialists of America are in financial trouble. Yeah, no, I've said no. it. I've said it. No. I know it's shocking. Oh, come on. The DSA, which has led all the protests against Israel um, over, you know, the October uh, 7th terrorist attack, now has to cut $500,000 from staff-related expenses. And they're asking, they're not just doing that, they're asking first for volunteers from both the director level 
and the bargaining unit staff uh, to have their positions cut and receive severance. Now, why would it be the director level and the bargaining unit staff, Stu? I mean, if they just should ask for people to volunteer to, you know, no longer get paid and just eliminate the position. Why are they singling those two out? Because I'm, I'm guessing the Democratic Socialists of America have a very flat pay scale, right? Well, yeah, so flat that I assume all of them make the exact, exact same amount. Same amount, right? Right, right, right. I mean, maybe they could just move them all into their offices at like a commune mm-hmm. and pay them nothing. Just give them, you know, for each, I mean, to each according to his need. Yes. For, you know, yes. that type of thing. Whatever um, that saying is. Yeah. Yes, they, we should do that. Um, if necessary, they will explore initiating layoffs according to the DSA's union contract. Who would have known that they were union? Now, a lot of people are saying that, you know, there were some Jewish supporters uh, that were part of the DSA and they stopped giving their money when they realized, oh, wow, uh, it's true that the Democratic Socialists of America hate the Jews. Maybe I should stop giving money. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, it doesn't seem like, it honestly doesn't seem like socialists ever run out of other people's money. The Glenn Beck Program.